for nine years I was a pastor down at the, the Newman Center in uh, DeKalb. And uh, this uh, little incident happened a, a number of years back. So it was my, my sister and uh, my nephew, Cody, came down for a visit. So we, we met over at, the, over at the rectory. We decided to go out to lunch. So we, uh, we uh, went, over to, uh, went over to Applebee's, had a great lunch. And uh, it was time to go. And they gave my, uh, they gave my nephew a, a balloon. And it must have been a little promotional thing. Well, he was just thrilled. You know, he was at that age. He was just, just ecstatic over this balloon. So, you know, it's time to time to leave. Go back to the rectory. We got into, uh, we got him into the back seat of my car, and my sister and I were in the front. And he's just kind of having a good time in the back with his balloon. Well, we got back to the rectory. We were going to visit for a little while, and I was helping him get out of the car, and uh, the balloon kind of slipped away from me. And I, I thought that this is not good. And they, uh, and so, uh, you know, he gets out and he sees what's happened, and he, he just starts like wailing. Now, he, he, I mean, you think he was a multimillionaire, and his life savings are drifting off to the heavens, but he was, he was just uh, really, really upset, you know. So we, you know, we got into the in, into the house. He calmed down, and his kids do. And uh, well, it was time for them. It was time for them to to go back home to leave. And my sister said she'd stop back and get him another balloon, and. Uh, so before before they left, I said, "Cody, you know, sorry about that. It was, you know, it was an accident." And he said, "You know, do you forgive me?" And he he said, Un "Uncle Steve, I I forgive you and go and sin no more." <laughs> uh, so, it's a true story, except for that last part there. So he's uh, very forgiving young man. But the uh, you know those those are words actually all of us need to hear. We heard that it's a powerful gospel, isn't it, from the Gospel of John? It's one of my all-time favorite Gospels. And, uh, you know, this, this woman's led right before Jesus and in this crowd. And, and uh, she's kind of being used, in a way, by the re religious authorities there. They're looking for a way to entrap Jesus, to get at, at Jesus. And so she's been caught in the act of adultery. So they bring her before Jesus and say, well, what, what, do, you, what, what do you say, Jesus? You know, in the Law of Moses, it says that such a person should be should be put to death, stoned to death. And, uh, you know, Jesus is kind of drawing on the ground there, so he's, you know, pondering. But the, the, the problem is if he, if he says, okay, you know, put, you know put, put her to death, you know, according to the law, it would seem to go against the principles of mercy and, and forgiveness that he'd been, been sharing. If he says, uh, you know, let her go, he seems to be going, like, going against the Mosaic law. And so, uh, you know, some scripture scholars say they have differences of opinion of what Jesus is drawing in the ground. You ever think of that? You know, he's kind of writing in the ground with his, his, his finger. And uh, St. Jerome, a great biblical scholar in the early century, said his, his thought was Jesus is probably writing down this, the sins of the accusers here. And uh, again, there's, there's other, other, other theories there. But when Jesus kind of straightens up a little bit, and it's one of the all-time great lines in, uh, in, in the Gospels, you who are without sin, cast the first stone at her. And uh, you can just kind of picture that all of a sudden everything went, went, went quiet. And uh, what happens? You know, those, those stones start to drop to the ground and people start to drift away. It says, beginning with the elders. Why do you think it was the elders that maybe left, uh, left first? Well, they were older, and they probably had their own sin material that had accumulated over, over the years, you know, so they were... They, they, they drifted and others, and then Jesus is left alone with, this, with, with the woman. And uh, 
St. Augustine described this scene as, as, as great mercy encountering great misery. I mean, you can just imagine her, her misery over the, you know, the, you know, the shame and, and the guilt, but also the condemnation and probably thinking that she's going to be, uh, be dying very, very shortly. And Jesus says, is there no one here to condemn you? And she says, no one, sir. And Jesus says, nor do I condemn you, but from now on go and avoid this sin. And Jesus uh, pardons her. And Jesus probably saw the contrition, the humility, and the desire for, for repentance and pardoned her. And I, I think this gospel is really good news for all of us because there's, there's really no sin that's bigger and greater and more powerful than, than, than the Lord's mercy. He just needs a humble, contrite heart and a resolution to go and sin no more. And we all know what a challenge that is. And uh, the reason we, we, we can receive the sacrament of reconciliation more than once, once first reconciliation, is because we, you know, we all got that struggle with our, our, our humanity. But uh, sometimes folks can get tangled up in some really big stuff. We call those mortal sins. And the word mortal means deadly. Some sins can be very deadly for our soul, and they can be deadly for our relationships. They cause a lot of carnage and damage. And some sins are more, more small matter, venial, but I, I would say it's also good to confess venial sins because if we're not attentive to the small things, small things can grow to be big things. Small venial become mortal. So we want to we want to be very, very attentive to our to our, our moral, our spiritual life. But the good news of this gospel is that uh, there's nothing that the Lord can't pardon in our life. He just needs a humble, contrite heart. And uh, sometimes folks have a hard time uh, forgiving themselves. And I'm going to just touch on that right at, at, at the end of the homily here. But, you know, we've got a, a, a beautiful day coming up in our diocese this Wednesday, April 6th. We call it Be Reconciled Day. And in all the parishes of the diocese, from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., the Sacrament of Reconciliation is, is, is available. And I think this is probably our, our, our 11th year having this. And I still think back to that first year when Bishop, that's probably 10 because Bishop Malloy's got his uh, anniversary coming up. But the, a lot of the priests were very, very skeptical. 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., what are we going to be doing all day? And, you know, the, you know just thinking, you know, it would be sporadic, but it's, it's actually, there's always a great response to this. I, I think what it points out for me is there's, there's a great need for God's forgiveness. And sometimes we, we get tangled up in our you know, in sins and, and some darkness. And uh, I think this gospel, what's going on here, is a beautiful illustration of what the sacrament of reconciliation is supposed to be about. Because the priest is there and the person of Jesus, so we are conformed sacramentally, sacramentally to be Jesus for the people of God. For all of you. And so in the Sacrament of Reconciliation, it's not Steve Knox that forgives sins. It's, it's Jesus working through the sacrament that the priest has been given and through the Sacrament of Reconciliation. And, and, and it's a sacrament where the Lord wants to bring us peace and freedom and, and release. Because uh, we all know what it's like to be in the tangle of guilt and shame sometimes. And it's, it's a tangle, isn't it? And the Lord wants us to, to know that peace that comes from his pardon and from his mercy. So we've got that this, uh, this, this Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. And we, uh, we, we have it all held basically here in the church. So we, 
we got a, a station in the, uh, the cry room and also in the hospitality room and probably going to be over in the music area. But they're, uh, for, for most of the day, we're, pr we're pretty busy. And uh, it's a day of, I think it's a very celebratory day. That might sound a little strange, but God's forgiveness feels good. And to know that, that, that grace, that amazing grace, it's a, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And, and as a priest, it's very humbling and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's an honor. Because I always think when we're, when we're hearing confessions, we're really on holy ground. Because people are kind of sharing their souls. And, uh, you know, so we, to be Christ's presence for others in that, in that release, it's really a beautiful, beautiful gift. So I just encourage your uh, participation. And again, there's other times we have reconciliation. But we, uh, some people are afraid of the sacrament because they think they've forgotten some of the mechanics. Gosh, I forgot the act of contrition. You know, a priest's going to put me on the spot, or is it, you know, it, you know. So we'll have a we'll have like an examination of conscience we give folks, and also the act of contrition. So, and the, you know, the priest always knows how to guide someone. There's an option of being behind a screen or face to face. Whatever people, whatever people choose on that. So again, that's this Wednesday, and I just wanted to say a little bit about. Uh, I alluded to the struggle sometimes to forgive oneself. You know, I, I, I oftentimes find it's with something in a person's history. And uh, oftentimes someone's a little farther along in life's journey, might be from their youth, and uh, just really having a hard time. Uh, it's usually something significant of, of, of letting that go or, or believing that God can really forgive that or maybe even forgiving themselves. And it's kind of got them wrapped up yet and bound. And I just want to say, if, if, if you have any of that struggle going on in your life, you know, it's, uh, it's I mean, you do need to forgive yourself because God does. And he doesn't want us to be shackled up. He wants us to know freedom and peace. And uh, just to invite the Lord into that place. He's the divine physician. And we invite him into that place. And I, I still remember the Jesuit priest who said that to me many years ago. He said, you need to forgive yourself. I needed to hear that. Because uh, even as a priest, there was something I was kind of like hanging on to. And uh, great wisdom. And I, I never forgot that. And I've oftentimes found myself saying the same thing. It's time to let that go. You also need to pardon yourself. Even the woman in today's gospel, she would have needed to do that. The Lord pardoned her. But we have to accept it. We have to, we have to internalize that. So uh, as we prepare for this great day in our diocese, if you won't be participating that day, please keep uh, say some special prayers that day for those who will be, that, that it can be a, a great day of liberation and peace and new life, especially for those who are bound up in some, maybe some real significant struggles, that they can know that amazing grace that comes from the Lord.